Welcome to the very first episode of Heal Yourself, Heal the Planet, Supernatural Storytelling. What I'd like to share with you today is one of my favorite dreams. Yeah, one of my favorite dreams of all times. Um, this wasn't just a dream. It, it transcended into real life. I felt physical symptoms of the dream when I had awakened. And let's just go ahead and, and, and get right into it. So this is probably around 2003, 2004. I had probably not even been living in, no, it was 2003. I hadn't, I don't think I had been living there even a year. I had just relocated to Miami from Cleveland, Ohio. I was working as a uh, marketing sales executive for a hip hop and R&B radio station for a really big uh, radio organization and I was by myself first time I had ever you know relocated lived in a big city like that and I was very lonely um, at this particular time I had resigned I wasn't very happy in the job um, physically stressful I was going through a lot of depression hadn't made any friends no real connections wasn't sure what I was doing in this new city. Culturally, I was lost. Um, I just had a hard time making connections. But on the other end of it, I was having a spiritual awakening and I had no idea what was happening. I thought I was going to die because I was having all these amazing, but at the time it felt weird, synchronicities. I was feeling extremely psychic. My intuition was so acute and I just had, the, my reality was just, was just shifting. Plus I was in a new city where I was just surrounded by so much beauty. You know, the, the sky looked different from Cleveland. The, the beaches were different. The people were different. Everyone was beautiful. I'm like, everybody's gorgeous. <laughs> it was just a really interesting time. And so I was living in this like duality of, I was living in awe and I had gratitude for all the beauty that I was seeing. But at the same time, I didn't have anybody to share it with. It was just with myself and I didn't, you know, that wasn't what I was used to. I was used to being surrounded by people. I was used to the party girl, everybody come to my house and get a drink before they go out. And, you know, I was popular and I, I, I was just used to a different reality and, you know, I couldn't get a job so easily because I didn't speak Spanish. I wasn't bilingual. I didn't speak French, you know, culturally. It, it wasn't like the black and white thing where all I got to do is go in and, you know, talk the talk and I get the job. It, I didn't, my, my charm and magic wasn't working like it had been in the past. And so I was just really confused. And I was going through a lot of depression, but I didn't know I was depressed. I was really judgmental of people that would use the term depressed or depression. I thought they were just attention seekers or hypochondriacs. I had no idea that it was real. And all I knew is I didn't really want to leave my house. I had the shades closed. It was always dark inside. Um, I was just... 
it, it was just a very, very interesting time of transformation and self-discovery and being honest. And I lived across the street from a beach. I lived in Miami Beach, right on the 7500 block of uh, Collins. Yeah, I lived, yeah, 7500, 75th and Collins. I think that was Collins where I lived, right in Miami Beach. And it was a beautiful little uh, Cuban community. And the men made me feel so beautiful. They would just stare at me and tell me how exotic I was. And I had never had that term used on me before. (laughs) Um, For the first time in my life, I saw how valuable and beautiful dark skin was. I was like turning heads and men would say, oh, you are so dark. You You are so beautiful. I had never been complimented on being dark-skinned ever in my life, ever. And so, and not, not to my recollection, I'll say that. And so to have that experience day after day, multiple times a day, to go from that to this, oh my God, it, it was a shift times 10 and it was a very healing experience. So, fast forward just a little bit. This is basically what my reality is like. Um, I go to South Beach every so often just to get a jolt, to get a, a shift in my energy because I was so fascinated with South Beach. It was like this little tiny, little beautiful community of perfect looking people and partying and Um, strange energy and it was you know everybody was sexy you know it was it was just a a interesting experience like I said coming from Cleveland it was a huge (laughs) it it was just it was really it was just it it still is funny when I think about it to this day it's still funny Um, so I started going to the library across the street And I was really, really drawn to spiritual books. I've always been into that and been curious. I would always do like my high school and junior high school papers on life after death. And, um, you know, I'll read these different books. I think Raymond uh, Moody Jr., I believe, was probably the first book I read on, you know, what life after death was because I knew that there was more. I, I just always knew that there was more than what, you know, we were taught and what we were told. And I've always had unique experiences, um, visions and dreams and just intuition and, you know, and I just always viewed and observed things differently than other people. Certain foods I didn't understand, certain uh, jokes, things that were funny, certain things culturally didn't make sense. But I always suppressed it because I wanted to fit in. And I knew that I didn't, but I wanted to so badly. I just wanted to be fucking normal, you know, and (laughs) it wasn't working. It was hard, you know. So um, I started reading this series of books um, by Neil Donald Walsh called Conversations with God. 
And when I tell you those books, and I didn't read all of the series, but I know I read the first four, they shifted my whole outlook on reality. Because I was always curious as to who and what God was. And based on what I read in the Bible, uh, wasn't a very nice person. I felt like I was nicer than God. Um, I felt God was, you know, nuts. And, you know, t- you're, in one hand, you're love and you're this. And then you're telling uh, nations to kill each other. And you're telling people to kill your own people. I'm like, I don't like this person. Like, I don't know who this is, but not a very nice person. And I don't, I'm not looking forward (laughs) to meeting this individual. And so, but in my heart, I'm like, I don't think this is who you are. I think you're much nicer than this. And, you know, I was always like on a, on a quest, curious about different religions. So when I started listening or not listening, but reading these books, about this gentleman who has a spiritual awakening and he gets tapped into and he's basically you can say either channeling God or he is God and he's communicating with his higher self and he's getting the most profound answers to all of his questions I don't know if you've ever experienced an awakening or maybe you didn't call it an awakening but when you have this these downloads that are so pure and so not in your radar, the, the, the information that comes down, things that you didn't study, things that you weren't taught, and you're getting these pure downloads that are giving you these amazing answers to life. Things that are just, you know, were out of your scope before. And that's when you know that you've tapped in. And that's what happened with him. And so I'm reading these conversations with God and I'm like, this is who I'm talking about. That's who I thought you were, you know? And so I'm just like, it's literally changing my heart. I could feel my heart getting soft and open. And I was reading these books. Like I just, I would go, I would read something and then I'm like, you know, I'm starting over. I want to read this again. Like it was that delicious to me at that time. And as I'm reading these books, it's confirming all that I thought God was. It's like just you know, just the gentleness and the love and the beauty and the, like, everything is making sense finally. (laughs) And I started literally having feelings of falling in love. Like I was feeling that euphoria. I was feeling that anticipation. Like I would wake up in the morning and I was like waking up at like six, sometimes five 30 in the morning And, you know, I was like a child. I would like look up at the ceiling or look up because that's where God obviously was. (laughs) And I would look up and I would just be like, oh, you're so amazing. Like I literally was falling in love. It was the strangest thing to me, too. If it sounds weird to you, just imagine me being in it. Like I had the awareness that this was like strange, you know, and I have, I I did make a connection with a friend and I'll tell you about this situation in another podcast. Um, And I won't say his name in this one because I did not ask his permission, but we're just going to call him um, Lee for right now. And Lee, um, 
was Jamaican, just a great person, so gentle, very, very um, spiritually aware. I mean, even where I'm at now, he was past that then. So, and he didn't hold back in the way he talked to me. So sometimes I got what he was saying and sometimes I had no idea. <laughs> and anyway, I'm hanging out with him and his girlfriend on this particular day. And we go into a store and there's an octopus. And I'm telling you all of this so that the dream will make a little bit of sense to you so that you can have a deeper connection with it. It'll make sense soon. And the oct I see an octopus someone they're selling like an octopus in the deli and I'm looking I'm just like oh my god like I had never seen anything like that before and I say out loud I'm like oh my god that octopus that looks so gross why would God make an octopus and I was like what is their purpose I'm like why would God do that and didn't think anything else of it and I would say it was that night or that the next morning I end up uh, going to sleep or waking up or whatever, but it's in a dream and in the dream I'm in this, it looks like a Roman kind of like Greek or something cathedral. It reminded me of like the times of Caesar. There were these white pillars um, the ceiling was beautiful. The tile was gorgeous. It just, it just emanated all of that. And it, I was walking down this long hall and I was following this woman who, um, had on like what, a, like a toga, a white toga. She was dressed in all white and it was, she had like a, a rope around like a belt. Like she, you know, looked like a Greek goddess or I won't say a Greek goddess. She looked like a goddess. And she turns around and it's fucking me. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Like the beauty was so perfect. It was flawless. And my hair was in uh, two really long French braids. And she's, she, me, is turning around to me saying like she's communicating also with me telepathically there's no words so it's all through the mind and it's so pure and clean like there's no questioning it and she tells me just to follow her and she's smiling I mean energy is just like just perfect oh goodness just and, and just an emanation of love and trust and kindness just like you didn't just see it, you felt it in your aura. It was just beautiful. And so I'm following her and I'm just like happy. I'm just like looking at her in awe. I'm just like in love with her. And I'm like, oh my God, you're like beautiful. And like I could tell that she could feel what I'm saying, I'm thinking. And she's tickled and fascinated with me as well. So as we're going down the hall, I see like this huge, huge Olympic size pool. Um in like a rectangular shape and she looks at me and then I look again and all of a sudden in slow motion I see the biggest most gargantuous or gargantuan <laughs> gigantic enormous humongous big large 
octopus. I mean, huge. And he's emerging out of the water. And I could see like all, there were like so many freaking tentacles. Emerging all of the tentacles out. And I'm looking at the eyes and the face. And what terrified me the most is that I connected with it. And it knew me. I was like, <gasps> I'm like, this octopus knows me. Like it was a something that hit me. And I'm like, oh my God, how does this octopus know who I am? And it's intelligent. And so I look at her like, look at, you know, she, me like, okay, sis, you're going to set me up like this. And she just smiled. And she was like, it's okay. He just wants to get near you. And she kept telling me like, trust her. It's okay. And I'm like, I want to believe you. And she just keeps telling me, trust her. And I'm like, I trust her. So I get in the water and I'm shaking. And the most intense fear is like going through my body because this octopus is not taking its eyes off of me. His head is probably, you know, maybe the size of my body or whatever. And just the tentacles. And all of a sudden he opens up his tentacles wide. And then all of a sudden, like as he's about to touch me, I'm hit with the most intense, the closest word. And let me tell you, this is weak, what I'm getting ready to say, because there are no human words to express what I felt. So I'm going to use the weakest, closest word that I can in my vocabulary. It felt like the most intense times 100 orgasms. But it wasn't sexual or maybe it was, you know, all I can say, it wasn't like any orgasm you have here. <laughs> it riveted through my cells. I felt it in my hair. I was levitating. There were colors all around my body. It was almost, it felt like I was inside of a flame. There were colors. There was warmth everything it was like a it was literally like fireworks the big maybe the big bang is better than using the word orgasm it was like the big bang and like I said I was levitating I was like my body was just like out and I felt like if I would have stayed in it a second longer that I would have died and not just in the dream, like in real life. Like I felt like it felt, it felt so good. Like you could die from it because your body's not set up. I don't, I don't know. I'm this part. I'm just guessing, but I did feel like I could die and I start to wake up. And as I'm waking up, I'm feel like it's, you know, it's fading, but I'm feeling it surge through my body. And as I wake all the way up, like I can feel it on the outside of my body. I felt so lovely. I felt so just the way you're supposed to feel. <laughs> Maybe that's where I came from. I just, it felt so good. I remember I was just crying uncontrollably. Like I couldn't stop crying because I felt so good. And as the day went on, like I still felt it on me, but it started to, you know, get less and become less and less and less. 
and it lasted a little bit into the next day and at some point it was completely gone uh, the physical feeling I was still feeling from it and so then I started um, bargaining with God because this is where I'm at at this particular time in my journey and I started bargaining with God and I'm like you know what if you would give me that feeling all the time you know I'll I won't date any men I won't do this I'll do that like I was making it was I wanted more <laughs> I'm like I must have that feeling again and then I started getting upset because I'm like, God, if you gave that to everybody, don't you know the whole world would shift and the whole world would change? Just give everybody that dream. Give it, like, please, like, give it to everybody so that they know. And it just became, it, it, it actually, that whole experience, as beautiful as it was, it, I allowed it to lull me into a depression because I wanted it again. And I'm like, God, this is what you feel like? You feel like that? This is what it feels like when you're not here? This is what this is what love feel your love feels like? I'm like, oh my God, please just give it to everybody. So you know, at that particular time in my journey, that's what I that's how I thought it worked. And I'm sure what I think it, it is now probably isn't it. <laughs> I'll look back on this time in my life like oh she was cute she thought this is how it worked I think you know it I think it's probably probably one of the greatest cosmic jokes it probably never ends like nobody ever, you know what I mean it probably never ends and I'm cool with that <laughs> the journey is beautiful and um yeah so this is my first podcast y'all so tell me what you think um I'm not going to edit anything. I'm just going to let this be fresh and raw um, so I can get it out and just share your thoughts with me on this first episode. Um, There's definitely more conclusion to this, um, but we're going to save it for another episode. And uh, the next one's going to be another uh, juicy, supernatural um, experience that happened in waking reality. So make sure you tune in to the second episode that I'll be recording very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening to me. I'm Gwena Hunter, and I'll see you soon.